Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. This is Adam Bremen live on the Can Do Podcast. Today, we have a very, very special guest coming to you live from Austin, Texas, Al D. Faridis. Al, thanks for coming on the show today. Um, we're talking about her business. Her company is called Wonderkind, and it's a boutique marketing firm. Al, I'd like you to, first of all, welcome you to the podcast today and tell us a little bit about your company. We're excited to have you on today. Thanks for having me, Adam. Um, so Wonderkind is basically a photo design and marketing studio in Austin. I've got 25 employees now, and we've been in business for about almost two years, and we primarily work with food and beverage brands, um, specifically wellness ones, and we're doing all sorts of different things for them, um, but mainly social media, photography, content, and design. So basically, I come to you with a wellness brand, and tell me why wellness over, you know, there's so many avenues you could have selected, and, you know, obviously with Keto Crisp, we're a wellness brand as well. I don't know how much familiarity you have with Keto Crisp, if you've heard of it or whatnot, but tell me why the wellness space is such an attractive space, I know, but you must have a passion or a connection to it, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, I am familiar with Keto Crisp. Um, basically, my background was in wellness. I was at the time when I started the company, I was doing a lot of researching about paleo and vegan and gluten free and, and all those different kind of trends that, that are still happening to this day. Um, Definitely. But I was really interested in better for you foods. And so as a consumer, I was eating that way. Um, and then all the friends I had and still have at the time um, when I started the company were talking about wellness and a lot of them had come food companies themselves in the wellness space. So I just naturally, because I'm a consumer of those products, I have a much easier time talking to brands that are focusing on wellness. And two, my team's really youthful. And so they're, they know the trends that are happening. They're, they're quite on the, the cusp of like learning about better for you foods. And so it's just easier for us to market foods that we are eating, essentially. Got it. At Wonderkind, talk about your employees, because I think it's a critical aspect to your success. I mean, 20 employees in two years, and I see the smile on your face, and I've had a chance to visit the website, and everybody talks about what a great team environment is, and how creative it is. And I think that's critical to any success of the business. So talk about your employees and, and really that camaraderie, which I just love. Yeah, it is a very special part of Wonderkind. And I think the, I mean, I didn't know it at the time when I started the company and, and really invested my time and energy into team culture, but how easy it is to hire now because, because we did that work at the start. And, um, but yeah, the team is, they're very youthful. And so that's not everyone's jam. Um, a really young team, like our, our experience isn't what other agencies are, but we're very youthful. Um, and that's kind of the selling point that I have to brands is we're a young team. Our energy is young, youthful. We know the trends. Um, and we're doing a lot of things outside of work that that's really fun for the girls. It's all girl team too, um, which very much affects the team culture. It's just having a big team of just girls, you know, chatting. Right. Was that done purposely or just kind of 
happen by itself. We had a guy employee at the very start and just naturally for whatever reason, that's just kind of how it, how it continued to evolve is just a bunch of gals. We still have guys that, that apply and, and I still will interview them and, and stuff, but we've just, for whatever reason, gravitated towards, towards a more female team and the energy therefore is very, very like feminine energy, like very sweet to each other and, and careful and really pumping each other up. It, it's like, it's very a special, I think, energy that, like I said, people that don't work at Wonderkind want to work at Wonderkind and people that are here like to be here. Um, and the other unique thing about our setup is we work out of a house. Like, so what you see behind me is the house of Wonderkind. So we're not in an office space. We are, we are literally in a home. Um, and that- Oh, is that your home? No, it's, a, it's just a home that we rent and they work out of. Um, That's great. Yeah. So it's, there's a kitchen, there's, there's, it's just a very special environment because they don't feel like they're going into an office space or coming like into a house, um, with desks and stuff. Tell me more about that decision. Cause I've never heard about that, but I like it. And was that, was that pre COVID or. Yeah. So we started the company right before COVID, like we got our first client right before COVID and then we slowly started to grow. And at the time we were working out of my apartment and the apartment people didn't like that. We were, it's a condo and they didn't like running a business out of, out of the 10th floor common room. Um, so as we grew, we were like, we need to be somewhere else. And we never looked at office spaces. We just, for whatever reason, didn't. So at the start, we were working out of different Airbnbs that we could rent for the day. And we were doing that for about probably two or three months. And one day as I'm, as the end of the day was coming, I went into one of the Airbnb rooms and like all the, my employees, it was, it was only like four at the time were like sitting in a bed, the Airbnb bed, like working. And I thought, this is not a good, like, they're not, you know, they're hunched over in like a queen size bed working. I'm like, this is not the environment professional for them to like really get work done. So right. I just started looking for listings and I found a house that was really great that that had a backyard because I've got two Great Danes um, and had a kitchen because we're working with food brands that need the look of a house for content. So, yes. So we, I found a house that has a kitchen and it, it was just a perfect environment. Um, so we were in this house for a very long time, for about a year now. And we had all the team working here, marketing, design, and photography. Photography was shooting like a full, you know, shoot studio setup in a bedroom. And then they got, you know, too big for that space. So they moved and took over all of downstairs. And then that became too crowded for the whole team to function here. And so then I got them, the photo team, which is a team of nine now, their own studio, a photo studio, proper, you know, warehouse where they can have four different studio sets in tons of space. And so now I've got that office for them, that studio space. And then we have this house, which is for marketing and design. That's great. Talk about the different components and, you know, it's, it's great to be able to shift and, and really be client focused that you are, especially in today's world, you've got to pivot so quickly. And it sounds like you've been able to navigate that pretty well. Talk to me about uh, 
you know, just the seamless uh, relationship between all those components and how you make it work. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's interesting question because all of those pieces of our business, which is design, marketing, and photography, they all work together. They're, they're all kind of working hand in hand. And mm -hmm. usually when a brand's coming to us, it's because they really need all of these things in different ways. So from a business standpoint, it has made a lot of sense to, to um, include those three parts of business. From a culture and employee side, while they seem like very similar creative roles, and they are, the people that actually work in those are very different. Um, our photography team is very, very different than our marketing team. Our marketing team is loud, young, you know, Gen Z, crazy, and are just really silly girls. <laughs> Whereas the photo team is a little bit more, they're just, they're on their feet all day. They're working hard. They, they're, they, they, they work a little bit higher stress. Um, but they're also very creative. And then our design team is like our very graceful, quieter girls that, um, that are, also young but they're a little bit more mature in their career so it, it's it's three very different teams and i have to be very careful with how i really force them to all interact um planning different events to just make sure that they are all in unison together because because they're so different it's easy especially if they're girls i have to worry about you know who likes who and who's feeling left out like i have to worry about all those things and um, right. i have to yeah, like a, I'm always like, if I hired a guy, they would never, I would never have to worry about, did I include them or did I forget to say that they look nice today? Like I wouldn't have to worry about those things I feel like, but um, anyways, I had to force them to kind of get together that those three groups, cause they wouldn't naturally do that on their own. I think. Right, and I, and I, I would assume that it, it's really client driven. So whatever the client needs, you know, you do yeah. that. Talk about, you know, what you said, health and wellness, talk about some of the brands that you work with. Um, curious. We work with so many now. We probably work with about 50 brands or more per month um, across the three different teams. Um, the ones that we're excited about uh, would be Minimalist Baker. It's a vegan recipe developer and she's, yes. she's, launching something new soon. And so we're working on that. That's very exciting for us. Uh, Better Bagel, which is a um, plant-based, low-carb, uh, I think it's keto-friendly too, uh, bagel. I saw your Instagram. I love that. With the, was it with the airplane? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Right. And guys, if you get a chance, follow them on Instagram. Go ahead and with the, with the Instagram handle. It's really, they've really got some creative stuff on there. Yeah, that Wonderkind Co. Um, we try to keep that Instagram so fun. We show obviously our best work and our most fun behind the scenes office moments, but um, it's been fun growing that account. And what's interesting is we don't have, we have some brands following us certainly, but mainly who's following us are consumers. And so it's really nice to, we have a community of basically consumers. Um, so it's nice to kind of share our work and share about new brands because 
our consumers are finding out about those new brands. It's really, it's really cool. Right. And I love the way your photography pops and it comes in your face and it's the things for a drink, it shoots all over and it's just, it's, it's very aesthetically pleasing. So you guys have done a great, great job. I'm, I'm very, very interested. And, you know, obviously being in a, having a food brand ourselves, I can relate to a lot of uh, those cool things. Um, what, what advice would you give you know, to, to so a brand starting out, number one, uh, things to look for. A lot of our customers uh, are just interested in the business space itself and just learning more about how to go about getting things done if they have an idea or a strategy that they ever wanted to implement. Yes, for, for new brands, um, something that weirdly I think goes overlooked is make sure your product tastes good. If your product tastes good, you will probably be successful. Like, don't forget about that part when you're building and you're trying to, you know, go with a co-packer and raise, you know, get funding and have a marketing strategy, blah, blah, blah. Don't forget about the product because I think there have been brands that they defy all odds, like Honey Mamas, their packaging isn't, you know, at the time when they first launched, they, they, wasn't the best. Uh, same with coconut coal. It's a crazy, crazy looking package. Um, and you can tell that the most important thing for both of those brands were the actual products. And that's why they've developed the cult following and people loving their brand, no matter what they do, it's because they have an awesome product that people really wanted. So I think my advice to brands that start out is, is make sure your product tastes good and make sure you're just aware to, to, a large extent or a minimal extent of who your competitors are, who's in the space, what's going on. Um, and also like everyone says, who your target audience is. Um, I say that also just know that you'll spend a lot of time thinking about who's my target audience before you launch. A lot of, will change once you launch. And so just be ready to listen and learn after you launch, after you've kind of put all this thought into who your target audience is it might change when you launch and you might be really surprising who actually it is. Um, and so be ready to listen and understand maybe something you weren't expecting. Yes, obviously a critical standpoint in my opinion is to really listen and to get involved and really pay attention to your customer. And here at Keto Crisp, we focused on taste and texture number one. So I'm really, really happy that you, you brought yeah. that up. And thankfully so many people have enjoyed our bars and we're humbled by yeah. the success and taste and texture and I couldn't agree more with you so it's great to hear that feedback um what what's next for you guys on, on the business standpoint or you know with being so young and innovative I'm sure you guys are always thinking about ideas and on the cutting edge of technology and things moving so rapidly talk about that and how it affects the business uh, from a creative standpoint and from just a service standpoint. Yes, such a great point. Um, when we launched, we weren't even thinking about TikTok and now it's one of the biggest things we're focusing on is, is TikTok. Um, that's a big part of, our, of what I'm thinking about for 2022 is, is how to provide great uh, TikTok content and management to our brands. Um, of course, we're starting to think a little bit about um, the digital world and just all the... the uh, fluff around nfts and how 
and we're just thinking how can brands interact with that type of digital world. Yes. Um, but mainly, mainly those two things is what we're talking about most. Um, and just keeping our eyes and ears peeled for other channels that are cropping up, um, the potential of, of in-person events again. Um, yeah, just, just thinking, I mean, we've been ready for in-person events for a long time, um, but when brands are ready to uh, be more in-person with larger activ activations with influencers or, or consumers, um, yeah, those are all the things I'm thinking of. And now I feel my employees that are, you know, 20 and, and 19, they're, they're, the one, they're the ones that are going to tell me what's, what's trending and what's new. I think I'm already like too old. No, I think that it's great though, that you give them the opportunity to really drive that bus because, you know, sure. they're in it every day and they, they yeah. see it. They, they're, they've got the finger on the pulse. That's right. And I, I really think that that's a great strategic, you know, move on your part. That's great. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I always end or like to talk about a can-do moment. Life is always about what we can do, not what we can't, you know. And so that's what we focus on here at Keto Crisp, being, you know, the can-do company, the makers of Keto Crisp. So, L. What is your can-do moment where you were like, wow, I couldn't believe that I did this, but it happened and it worked out. For me, it was actually losing the weight and then launching Keto Crisp. If you would have told me three years ago I would have be in the bar business, I would have said, I have no idea. But here we are today with a successful business because of our customers, our taste and texture. So getting back to the question, what is your biggest can-do moment? Yes. Oh, great, really great question. Um, and it's really where, where I am today. So two years ago, I was, I just had quit a job that I didn't love. Um, and I had done mainly sales in my, in my career. I'm a social work major from college, um, good yep. sales. And I just, started this company on a whim and I, I really thought it was going to be maybe two employees and maybe five clients and and a very small little thing that I could do you know on the side or whatever for fun and today we I've got 25 employees that are on salary um we do tons of business every month uh we own two different places where people work um, and I think that that is a big can do. I was never managing any employees. I had never done really many of the things that we do now. Um, never hired, never, never acted as a CEO in any way, shape or form. I was just kind of a marketing manager or sales manager. Um, and so that, that was, that is a big can do. And, and I always, when I do talk to students in college, I always tell them that you you really can be anything that you want to be. Um, you just have to you just have to try. I, I think that you you make your own luck. I think when you put you put energy into things, when you want to be something, you you study it, you research it, you follow people that do that, you ask them questions, you really start to live the life that you want. And I, I think that you really can do the things that you want to do. Um, 
So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I think that that's great advice and it's simple advice. And I think oftentimes you try to clutter it, make it too difficult, yeah. but it is really a great thing to just keep it simple. Keep the eye on the prize. That's right. You know, go, you know, live it, breathe it, love it, you know, and there are going to be ups and downs. Uh, talk about, uh, talk about some of the challenges that you've seen because mm -hmm. of the world that we currently live in now and how you've turned it into a positive. Yeah, the biggest challenges I see um, for me right now are just hiring and just having a team. Um, like I said, I've, I never did that before this. And now I have 25 employees that I have to really juggle a lot of things for each person and just how they feel and just um, are they getting the right growth? Are they getting the right guidance? Are they performing the way that I need them to? It's a lot to juggle. Um, and I think my biggest challenge is that. And, and what what I'm learning from that is to, to have grace and empathy and humility on my employees and really slow down and be solution oriented. Um, what's the best solution here? Um, yeah. I think hiring and, and firing is very tough. And it's been a big, my biggest challenge is that definitely. Um, and yeah, I think, I think I just, I think that is my biggest challenge and just slowing down and I guess giving them grace and maybe um, patience as they have patience with me as yes. I'm doing things. Well, I think as, as you know, the conversation evolves here, I'm just so impressed how connected you want to be with your employees. And I think that is so critical, you know, to the success of any business are the people that that is the most critical aspect of the people that are around you will make the business go. You could have the greatest product in the world, but if you don't have a great team, everything yeah. goes out the window and the ability to understand, to listen, to be empathetic, to, to, to be there, to be the coach or to be, you know, that yeah. motivator is critical and it's, it's, it's something that you've obviously, you know, worked hard on. And yeah. I think it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a great skill set to have. And yeah. I can see you take a lot of pride in your employees and the culture that you've created. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very proud um, of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, so you have, what are some of your hobbies? Let's talk about some fun stuff. What do you like to do there in Austin? You're catching me. I feel like in a time where all I do is work, but I like to travel. I like to cook things. I like to, I used to do a lot of wakeboarding. I like to, cool. uh, yeah, I like to read. I spend a lot of time with my family. I've got two big crazy ass dogs that I have to keep exercised. Um, yeah. Tell me about your family. I love family. It's so important. I love them. Yeah. My family is in Dallas. So just about three and a half hours away and I go there a lot. They come down. Um, yeah. I've got a brother who goes to UT uh, just around the corner from me and my sister's in Seattle um, I'm the oldest, but, um, I, I, I mainly want, I think I mainly like my family to be proud of me and just, just 
I was kind of a little shit growing up. And so I, I, I hope I make them proud now and, and, and they see me um, having something special going on. And that's, that is one of my biggest drivers probably is my family, which I always say that they're the best thing about me is them. That's very sweet. And I, I can promise you that they're extremely proud. Um, and, you know, I, I love what you're doing and the services that you offer for all these brands. Tell, tell to our listening audience how they can get a hold of you again. And, you know, yeah. what would be your, your 25 second elevator speech? Okay. How, how to find us first is wonderkindco.co is the website. And then Instagram is at wonderkindco and Instagram, or sorry, TikTok, I think is at wonderkind or wonderkindco. We've got videos going out all the time. I have a very fun TikTok team. And um, if you ever wanted to email me, it's E-L-L-E -L -L -E at wonderkindco.co. Um, elevator pitch. I just truly think there's no better team. If you have a, a youthful audience, if, you're, if your target audience is anywhere between the ages of 20 uh, or 19 to 45 and skew just a little bit female and have a brand that is uh, wellness, food and beverage in any way. I cannot think of a better team, a more passionate team, um, a more uh, in the know team. I think we're very trendy. I think we're, I think we bring a lot of energy to it, to a brand. Um, and we're very aesthetic. We're very design focused. Um, and so we make beautiful content, but also content that we know that a consumer like us would care about. If that right. doesn't and sell them, I don't know what will. What's that? If that doesn't sell them, I don't know what will. It's you. It's the team. <laughs> it's the fun. Yeah. So um, great. Well, I got to tell you, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. I really enjoyed meeting with you. Um, I can't wait to continue to follow you and the success of your business. And, you know, thanks again. Thank you for having us, Adam. We'd love, no I know the girls would love some keto crisp. Yes, we, we'll text me your address and we'll okay. get them right out to you with some, some keto crisp swag. And uh, maybe we can do a TikTok together or something. That'd be great. I'll have the girls do a tasting. Okay, great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Thank weekend. Thank you, Adam. You got it. So nice to meet you. you I really appreciate it. You too. Thank All Talk right. To Thank you. you. You got Bye. it. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.